is a constant victory, a constant triumph. You're beginning to accept it. You'll soon welcome it. And finally, become part of it. George Orwell had a vision of the future. Today, that vision is still a best-selling novel, and his prophecy remains as terrifying as ever. If you want a vision of the future, Winston, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. A future where freedom becomes slavery. Where privacy is forbidden. The past, forgotten and where living people simply vanish. Yet one man and one woman dare to love. Can you get Sunday afternoon off? Yes. Take this. Everyone knows. The thing that is in room 101 is the worst thing in the world. They can't get inside you. They can't get to your heart. John Hurt, Susanna Hamilton, Cyril Cusack, and Richard Burton in the crowning role of his career. What are your true feelings towards Big Brother? I hate him. You must love him. It's not enough to obey him. You must love him. The film of the book of the year. George Orwell's 1984. Big Brother is watching you. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Mornings with Ken. Heard Monday through Friday at 5.45 a.m. And once in a while, Saturday show. Hey, I'm so glad you uh, joined me today. Welcome to uh, Monday morning. Hey, the reason I played that clip, that was from the movie, of course, uh, 1984, um, from the book by George Orwell written in 1949 but couldn't that been couldn't that book been written about today of course um, he chose the year 1984 but writing the book in 1949 but I did not read the book but I did watch the movie, and uh, wow, wow, that movie is much like today, today, there, uh, there were a few phrases in there, I don't know if you caught, um, the, the, with the music in the background, it was hard to hear a lot what the uh, what the trailer um, the the spoken word. Uh, it was hard to hear what, what what he was saying. But if you didn't pick it out, I picked out a couple key phrases that uh, the guy mentioned the voiceover. Or the character in the movie, rather. 
truth and untruth. Truth and untruth. Much like today, there's truth and there's untruth. And the state will tell you the difference. Or social media, the watchers, the watchers, social media will tell you what the truth is and the untruth. Hmm, sounds very familiar, right? That might even happen to Mornings with Ken recently. Um, so, okay, let's just move on. Um, the, the dictionary of new truth. That was a phrase. Well, no. I take that back. You guys couldn't um, see the, the trailer. But when I played the trailer in one of the scenes, there was a book the guy was reading called The Dictionary of New Speak. Of New Speak. And that's what we have today. We have the dictionary of new speak. New words created that were allowed to use and words that were not allowed to use that are offensive. The dictionary of new speak. Big brother, again, or social media, or even actually the government is creating a new language. And I think we might have talked we might have talked about that last week on another show about words in words being replaced with a whole new set of words especially um in the social just social justice movement New words we're allowed to say, and some words we're not allowed to say, or they have different meanings. And uh, next, he talked about erasing history of the past, creating a, creating a new history, and forgetting, like, real history. Wow. I mean, everything... George Orwell said has come true. So, talking about conspiracies, wow, there's a conspiracy that came true. You know, I'm fascinated by that, though. George Orwell wrote this, wrote his book in 1949. And so much of it has come true. Now, he, I mean, again, he chose the year 1984, but 
in the past few years, you see what's happening. So he might have got the year wrong, but uh, he got the information correct. Um, one of the other phrase, phrases from the trailer that um, the character said was, and I don't know if you could catch it, go back and listen to, to it again. It's not enough that you obey the state. It's not enough that you obey the state. You must love the state. It's not enough that you obey the state. You must love the state. And uh, that's kind of true. You know, you think about some of the arguments that people get into. You can't really even have an opinion. You can't really have an opinion if it disagrees with the state or the sheeplings of the state. You know, just look at the mask thing. It's not even enough that you wear the mask. But heaven forbid you have a conversation with with a mask lover and, and, and you complain about wearing a mask. Oh, my goodness. It's not enough that you are, you're obeying. You must, you must love the state and its rules. So, there you have it. There's a, f- a few things uh, I picked up on and listened to that movie trailer. And once again, that was from the movie 1984 by George Orwell. Hey, Let's take a quick break and uh, on the other side, talk a little bit more about that and, and, and maybe some other things. So hang on, hang on, hang on. Today's weather, a high of 70 degrees, a low of 58 degrees, and it's going to rain today, folks. Grab those umbrellas. Hey, welcome back. Hey, I had to rewatch that trailer um, because uh, some of the information I just gave you, I, I realized... Um, some of it was in the background of the trailer, so you really didn't get to hear uh, some of the things that I was talking about. But it was scenes within the movie of some of the things that uh, I talked to you guys about uh, just a few minutes ago. But it, any, any, anyway, um, that's the premise of, of the book in the movie. And... Uh, and just like the movie, there's a character. Well, I feel like I'm doing a movie review. Um, but um, in the book, there's a character, uh, Winston Smith. And he is actually joined a secret uh, party or underground group to try to break away from Big Brother. And uh, in the movie, he falls in love with a, a, a woman, uh, which is against the law. Um, there is no, um, there is no um, love or sex. And I, 
I didn't know that that at the beginning of that uh, clip that they were going to mention the word sex. So I didn't want to, you know, scare anybody. But we're all adults here. But um, yeah, sex is pro uh, prohibited um, according to the state. Now that's one thing, um, George Orwell. He got wrong. Um, he's a false prophet now. No, but because um, I think we have the op opposite problem in today's world. But in his book, he basically wrote that uh, sex was only for procreation and uh, there was no just random sex. In fact, there really was no sex at all it, um, unless the state deemed it okay. Um, and there was no falling in love. And, uh, and they had something called the thought police, the thought police that that's George Orwell's term that he coined when he wrote that book. And that's kind of the term we're using, um, today because of course on social media or even on the news or, um, if there's an athlete that speaks out or if there's a actor or a, a media person or even a, 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 a regular citizen that speaks out, if it goes against the current narrative, the thought police come out, come out. And if it's a famous person, they're pretty much forced to give an apology um, you can't, in today's society, you can't express a thought or an opinion if it goes against the current narrative or the state. You know, you think about cancel culture or um, just, you can't have a different opinion or perspective than who's controlling the narrative right now. You, you just can't. You can't have a different thought. And uh, I just found that amazing that George Will Orwell came up with that, coined that phrase, thought police. And we sure have them. I mean, look what happened, what's happening on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. I mean, those are the two big ones that, uh, boy, if you tweet something or say something, and it's not fitting the current narrative, you are going to be canceled. You are going to be canceled. Hey, another thing that um, George Orwell in his book 1984 got right is Big Brother is watching you. Big Brother is watching you. Now, Big Brother represents the state. So, um, yeah, the, the, the controlling power, the state, is always watching you. And in, in the film, it's true. Even at home, the state has cameras in a person's home and they're being filmed at home. So there's certain things that you have to try to hide um, to do 
in your own home because you're on camera. And at work, you're on camera, of course. So when you go to your job, you're on camera. Excuse me. Boy, I apologize. I just yawned there. I apologize. You guys get me up too early in the morning to do this show. But, um, yeah, so you're constantly on camera being filmed. So, so they want to see if you're going to break any of Big Brother's laws. And, boy, did, did uh, again, did George Orwell get that correct? With our phones tracking us. I just read an article yesterday um, about uh, no matter how much stuff you shut shut down on your phone, you go in your settings and you shut a whole bunch of stuff down not to be tracked. Um, your IP address can never fully be protected. So you're constantly being tracked. Constantly being tracked. So, um, again, another thing that uh, Oral got correct. And, let's see, there's the phone. Of course, your personal computer, if, you, if anybody still has a personal computer, um, with uh, cameras on, on the uh, on your laptop or whatever, the camera, you can't shut off. I read the article where it says you can't shut off the microphone. Really, you can never shut off the microphone. You can't put tape over your uh, your camera on your computer, but you can never truly shut off your microphone on your phone. I did not know that. I mean, you can, but it doesn't actually really shut off. So that's kind of scary. So your phone is listening to you. If you have a Siri or Alexa, um, and that's funny, as I say the word, my Alexa turned on. So Big Brother's listening. No, nothing, Alexa, turn off. I'm not quite sure how to help you with that. See what I mean? Um, sorry, that was real. I wasn't expecting that. So you're constantly being uh, listened to. And uh, sorry, that kind of threw me off. And did you know that even when you leave your house, that you are still being watched when you leave your house? Think about it. Your neighbor across the street might have a device on their front door. Well, like a, you know, you know the devices like the ring and the and the Google camera devices. They might probably most of your neighbors around you probably have a recording device on their house facing the street. You know, I have one recording what's going on outside your front door. And they may see you leave for work. They may see you walking down the street in front of your house. And as you turn the corner, another neighbor has a, a recording. When you get in your car to go to work at the, at the 
stoplight. There's a camera up on the hanging from the pole. When you make your turn, um, so many stores and gas stations as you drive by have cameras pointing at the street. Um, I read on, I, uh, I did some research, you know, the scholarly kind on Google. But I also read an article um, before about um, how often the average American is on some type of CCTV, closed caption TV. And you and I are on camera 230, time, 230 times a week. Think about that. 230 times a week you're on camera. That's 32 times a day. 32 times a day you're on camera. Excuse me, I had another yawn stinking up on me. But 32 times a day, you're on some type of camera. Now, I watch a lot of, I watch a lot of real crime investigation stories. Because I love to see how they're solved. And so many of them, so many of them are solved by cameras from stores or on the street. You know, I, just for example, random example, I, there's plenty of times where um, the criminal thought he committed the perfect crime, but his car was spotted on the highway by the cameras on the highway going past this exit when he said he was never in his car driving on the highway. Hang, hang on a second. Maggie. Maggie. Stop. Sorry, I had to yell at my dog. I apologize. It's a live show. I had to yell at my dog. Um, anyway, so they can track you on the highway. You can't lie about where you, where you were driving at. Because... They're tracking you on the highway. Yes, they have cameras on the highway. They can see your car. So don't lie and say, I never was on such a road or such a highway. Yeah. I've watched enough crime shows. And I'm talking about real life crime shows. They can track you and they do. So 32 times a day or three or 230 times a week you're being viewed on camera so you can't you can't hide and um I'm not sure how I feel about that like I know um you know people say well if you're not doing anything wrong you have nothing to fear which I don't have anything to fear but just the idea that you're on camera, camera without your permission that many times a day. Again, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not driving away to escape a crime or 
or anything like that, but it's just the fact that you're on camera that much. You can be traced. You can be traced that you left your house at 3.30. You got at Walmart at 3.45. They saw you going in Walmart. Once you're in Walmart, forget about it. They got cameras all over you. You know, and then uh, they're tracking your credit card that you bought, what you bought. And it's just like, it's amazing. It's amazing um, that Big, Big Brother is watching you, is watching you all the time. And, uh, boy, you talk about freedom. Uh, you got freedom, but it's being monitored. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, really, the only reason I brought this up, because it kind of reminds me of today's world. Um, we, are we are exactly living in the times of Big Brother big brother and the truth detector uh, a new type of language that we have to use whether we agree with the language or not and it's not enough to obey the state you must love obeying the state and think about that for a moment think about that for a moment you must love obeying the state think about some of the recent issues and i, I don't want to get I don't want to get political in a sense of, but, you know, we were told back in the 70s and 80s that maybe a certain group that felt marginalized um, sexually just want equal rights, which they actually did have equal rights, but um, then, so... They were given that, but that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to have equal rights. They wanted to be accepted. So they were accepted, but that still wasn't enough. They needed more than acceptance. They needed to be approved. And if you don't approve their issue, then you're still full of hate because it's not enough to, for them to have, whoever them is, legal rights. But you must feel love about them having those rights or their issues at the forefront so you can accept the fact that their issue is approved by the state but you you must not just uh, recognize the approval you must love the approval and not speak against the approval so we've come a long way baby <laughs> So, hey, there you have it. Hey, let's take another quick break because the dog's telling me that she has to go outside. So I'll be right back. And so the angel told Tom if he'd be a good boy, he'd have God for his father and never lack joy. Good night, Tom. 
Okay, so I'm not sure uh, the point of today's show, where I was going with all this, but for one thing, it does show you that uh, a lot of things that people thought were conspiracies and just some wacko people making stuff uh, up as we go along, that sometimes they get it right. The people who believe conspiracies do get it right. And uh, a lot of this stuff is coming to pass, coming to pass. So I don't know how you handle all this. I mean, a new speak, a new dictionary of words, changing our language to be state approved. And uh, yeah, the, the ways of our life that we thought were right have been turned upside down and uh Evil has become good, and good has become evil for sure. So how do you live in a world like this? How do you live in a world that's been turned upside down? Well, you can't put uh, Velcro on the bottom of your shoes. That way, when the world's turned upside down, you don't fall. Um, but that's not realistic. No, just kidding, folks. But you know what? You got you to gotta still stand, stand tall, stand for what you believe in. And uh, don't be obnoxious, but uh, speak out um, for righteousness. Speak out for for good and uh, stand your ground. But um, do it with a smile, I guess. Hey, I don't have all the answers. I certainly don't have all the answers. But... I know a book that does, and it's called the Bible, and that's that's my standard. My standard is the Bible. If you don't have a standard in your life, I don't know what you live by. I guess you live by the state. Whatever the state tells you is right or wrong. But um, I believe um, the greatest book ever written was the Bible, and that's what I stand on. 
that's my that's my foundation is is the scripture of the Bible that God gave us as a roadmap. Yes, I'm using my Bible for a roadmap. So, hey guys, I don't have much more for you today. Um, I thank you for tuning in and uh, let's do this again tomorrow. And uh, maybe tomorrow I'll uh, have something better to say. So, all right, guys, you guys have a great Monday. Remember, it's Monday, but you know, you can keep that smile on your face. Keep doing what you're doing. Be positive. Make, make a difference today. Make a difference in how you react with people. Smile. And I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Mr. Romney Wordsworth, in his last 48 hours on Earth, he's a citizen of the state but will soon have to be eliminated because he is built out of flesh and because he has a mind. under investigation, Mr. Wordsworth, for the mandatory period of one year and 11 months. You are found to be obsolete. The purpose of this hearing is to make a finding in the matter and make a sentence accordingly. Do you understand that, Mr. Wordsworth? Your occupation, Mr. Wordsworth? A librarian, sir. A librarian. Having to do with books. Yes, sir. Books. Since there are no more books, Mr. Wordsworth, there are no more libraries. The field investigators in your sector have classified you as obsolete. Your rights are as follows, Mr. Wordsworth. You are to be liquidated within a period of 48 hours. You are obsolete, Mr. Wordsworth. A lie! No man is obsolete. You have no function, Mr. Wordsworth. You're an anachronism, like a ghost from another time. I am nothing more than a reminder to you that you cannot destroy truth by burning pages. You're a bug, Mr. Wordsworth, a crawling insect. An ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Delusions, Mr. Wordsworth. Delusions that you inject into your veins with printer's ink. The narcotics that you call literature, poetry, essays, all kind, all of it, an opiate. You have nothing but spindly limbs in a dream, and the state has no use for your kind. I don't care. I tell you, I don't care. I'm a human being. I exist. And if I speak one thought aloud, that thought lives, even after I'm shoveled into my grave. The Chancellor, the late Chancellor, was only partly correct. He was obsolete. But so is the state, the entity he worshipped. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete.